Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. My guest today is Jody Swigger, a registered dietitian who has the superpower of making things happen by creating her first dietitian job. Head on over to AnnaElizabethRD.com where my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, is available for purchase. You can read my blog post and everything Ann Elizabeth. Jody, my guest today, is a registered dietitian, certified diabetes educator, a wife, a mom, and a mentor to me. When Jody got out of her internship, she approached a retail business, basically cold calling them and explaining to them why they needed a registered dietitian on staff. In her jobs to follow, she carried on this entrepreneurial spirit and had made things happen for herself professionally. Jody's story is inspirational and noteworthy. I hope you all enjoy this conversation. I just kind of wanted to touch base with you and talk to you and I love talking to dietitians and you're one of my favorite dietitians <laughs> that I know and just that I've gotten to know over the years when I started working at Hy-Vee, but when we think about when you think about dietitian being a dietitian and when you got started in dietetics, what was was there like an aha moment? Was there something that really sparked your interest when it came to being a dietitian? Well, you know, I looking back, um, I went to Simpson for a couple years in college and thought I wanted to be a physical therapist and realized that, you know, that really wasn't what I wanted to do. And so I started looking at, I knew I liked exercise and I really liked nutrition. And so I found um, that degree through Iowa State University for dietetics and um, went and obviously went through that program. But coming out of that program, I knew that I wanted to do something maybe non-traditional when it came to being a dietitian? To being a dietitian, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, at, back in the that time, it was just like, oh, dietitians just do hospitals or, you know, there wasn't so many options out there. Um, but I was lucky to have found an, through hy V an option for a, kind of a non-traditional dietitian role. So uh, that landed me there for a few years anyway. <laughs> So what kind of got you interested in physical therapy? Because that's kind of, I mean, they're kind of the same allied health type of position. So jumping from physical therapy to being a dietitian, still in that health perspective, but was there something that, you know, you weren't quite satisfied with that physical therapy profession? That's a great question. You know, I had um, in high school torn two ACLs ACLs, and then... um, for a third one my freshman year in college at Simpson running so two in basketball in high school and then one and so that was kind of what really I felt like I was an expert on physical (laughs) therapy going through all my rehabs and had worked you know part-time over a summer and really thought that that's what I wanted but after you know going into the program uh, at Simpson I was just a biology major um I was kind of looking into the future for, for a you know job as a physical therapist, and it was really at that time projected to be very saturated. Hmm. And so I had you know advisors and and other you know peers or mentors so to speak that 
had, you know, said, hey, you might want to might wanna think about if, if this is really what you want. It could be very competitive. Um, That's interesting. And so it caught me second guessing about my professional path. Mm-hmm. Well, you had that personal connection with all your injuries, so that's kind of oh, where yeah. you felt. So I always knew, like, you know, health was, I think, to put the two together, I mean, it obviously is about your health, your body. So I, I was like, okay, well, what else would could I do as a profession? So, so I wonder, how did so how did you stumble upon nutrition? Oh, then? my gosh. Do you really Yes, I do. I do because it's so interesting because <laughs> you're thinking of health. And I guess, like, you know, going from physical therapy, I probably wouldn't think that next step would be nutrition. It would be, you know, maybe being a doctor or a nursing yeah. practitioner or something like that. So, yes, I want to know. Well, it's, you know, I feel for those uh, high schoolers going into their freshman year of college trying to make a major decision for the rest of your life. It's so it's so, there's so much pressure to that. And, you know, um, so to tell you about how I landed up in Iowa State dietetics, um, I, once I knew that I wasn't, you know, maybe questioning my path to physical therapy, I went and took a kind of one of those I don't know what the test is called. They check to see like what... An, like a... Is it aptitude? Aptitude or, or like a career matching yes, type of test? At Simpson. They, okay. They, they, they wanted me to come in and let's do this and, you know, find out what... Well, guess what they... Well, guess what that test told me I should do? <laughs> what did it tell me? Take you? a guess, Ian. <laughs> um, you should be a teacher. Oh, no. I should, I should be a horse trainer. You love horses. I love horses, and I have horses. That's a hobby, but that's not necessarily to be as your career. A career, because I was like, I don't think I could make, you know, a career out of doing that professionally. That is amazing. Making making a living, you know. Sure. So, um, but then. Second closest was nutrition. That is, so you, <laughs> top one, horse trainer, second one, dietitian. That's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. So then I started looking at schools where, I, where could I go and get uh, a degree? Did you have any clue that Iowa State offered that dietetics program? Like, did you know any fellow past, you know, peers or? No, I really no. didn't. So you went into it pretty blind. I did. Then. Yep. I sure did. So how was navigating kind of starting a whole new school and getting into a program? How did that go for you? Yeah, you know, um, that was hard, n- not starting at a school, you know, and having to transfer in and, and meet people. I, you know, um, I joined the, the nutrition club and got active in Block and Bridal, which is a horse club. So <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't even um, know they had that up yeah, there too. Yep. And then, so I was able to, you know, try to meet people through those clubs and, and also, you know, not having so much of those big classes, mm-hmm. um, cause those, I had already gotten those kind of out of the way. I was really kind of into those focused, smaller, smaller classes for dietetics. So I was able to meet meet some good friends, meet some people. So when life. you were were you in the when you got into those nutrition classes, did you feel like the yes, this was the right decision. This is where I should be. Definitely, yeah. I really, um, really enjoyed the classes, and uh, just every time I, 
you know, the next semester, I'm like, when are we going to get into more of the meat of it, you know? You wanted to know more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exciting. That's exciting, though, because I think that when you do make that decision to go from a completely different career side, different school, and start a whole new program, if that if you didn't have that feeling, oh my gosh, that would be really scary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'd be like, oh no, now what? Now what do I do? <laughs> so I'm gonna have to go to another school and find another program. Hey, so but that's that good. happens. It does. It yeah. does. Which is okay. Absolutely okay. <laughs> But that's great that you knew that when you went to those classes that you were doing the right thing. So when you were done with classes, you were that person wanting more. So you were probably super excited for your internship and to start working in the field. So where did you do your internship at? Yeah, I did that through Iowa State University as well. Um, And they kind of at that time had – it was very, very competitive – um, and they had plate, you know, certain places around the state that um, you could go with a preceptor that they had selected in a site um, to do to do those rotations. So, like I did some of mine in Pella, Iowa, um, and some in Ottumwa, Iowa. Um, you were all over. Yeah, I was kind of all over. Did you did you like that part of it? Did you like the variety of the different communities? Yeah, it was it was it was good to um, kind of even for the community part of the rotation, uh, doing some with the 4-H extension in more oh. rural areas. So well, that's um, right up that was right up your that alley. That was then. right up my alley. Yeah, I'm a home small farm, sure, home raised girl. Well, so, and that's perfect because yeah. it's kind of blending your passion mm-hmm. for farm life and absolutely being in the country and that type of stuff. So that's a good merriment between a couple of your passions. Right. <laughs> that's awesome. No, I think that's really, I didn't know that you did stuff with 4-H. In, yeah. Which community was that in? Um, Sigourney, Iowa. <laughs> I don't even know where that is. It is like, <laughs> um, I think it's about 30 minutes uh, west and a little south of Oskaloosa. Okay. So, so what, yeah. tell me more about that because I'm interested because I've never heard anyone doing community projects with 4-H. Yeah. Um, so there was a, a project that I worked on for, um, it was a nutrition program with some 4-H, a 4-H group. Um Gosh, and I really don't remember much <laughs> about it. You just now. wanted to muster through it. Um <laughs> I'd, I'd have to refer back to those. I still have the, I'm sure, the presentation because I Do actually you? presented it to our, like, group. Oh, sure. Back up at Iowa State. When you got back together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's neat. That's neat that there's experiences like that right. available because I think that we focus so much on the traditional, you know, clinical and WIC and all those traditional avenues when it comes to our internships. So knowing that there's opportunities like that is mm-hmm. is nice to know. So yeah. Well, good. So when you maybe that's why I, I when I got towards the end I wanted to do something more non traditional. Maybe because you, you had some different experiences. Right. It wasn't so clinical focused. That's know. that's interesting. Yeah, well, and it is. so many people go <laughs> clin I mean pretty much we a lot of us go clinical mm-hmm. right out of our internship. So let's talk about you got done with your internship, so you're super excited. <laughs> <laughs> and you said you got a job with uh Hy-Vee, which is a mm-hmm. retail grocery store chain. So right. talk to me more about that because that was um kind of at the cusp of kind of retail dietetics yeah. happening in the United States. Absolutely. Um yeah, so I, I guess, you know, as I was finishing up my internship, I realized that I did want to do something non-traditional. 
was really looking at, oh gosh, you know, what could I do? Um, I knew I wanted to have a job when I was done. <laughs> Which is always, you know, that's always nice. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I started looking at, I knew Hy-Vee had some um, like corporate dietitians, but they were actually not employed through Hy-Vee. They were through Acosta Sales and Marketing, which was set a contract, a contracted kind of company, company mm-hmm, that contracted them. And, um, and I knew that there was maybe one or two other dietitians in some stores at Hy-Vee, but yeah, I, so, you know, me not being from Des Moines area, I grew up in Western Iowa. I had no idea, right? What store should I contact? How should I get into Hy-Vee? I just knew, okay, this is what I, this is what I want to do. So I put my resume together and I sent, I sent it into, um, Mike Cooney over at East Euclid Hy-Vee. <laughs> so one of those local yeah, stores. Yeah, one of the local store directors. And then I went in to meet with him. And, you know, he had told me that, um, that you know, they weren't looking for a dietitian at that point, but that um, Greg Hall, which is used to be a past store director over at the West Lakes Hy-Vee on the west side of Des Moines, was. And that he would take my um, resume to the next marketing uh, management meeting for store directors. And so, um, yeah, I ended up getting a phone call from Greg and, um, asked me to come in to do an interview. And yeah. So you really, you created this all yourself. So you took, there wasn't a job opening necessarily. There was not a job opening. So you were, this is something that you researched that you thought this is where I need to be. This Mm -hmm. is what I want to do. So I'm going to be proactive. I'm going to put my resume together and I'm just going to call up one of the stores and that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, went in there, had a great interview and, uh, was offered the job before I left. The same day. The same day. Oh, my God. Did you, were you, like, shocked by I that? I was shocked. I sure. was just like, you know, you're, like, school girl giddy. <laughs> like, it's your first job, big girl job. Like, I was so excited. Which I think it's, I'm so, I'm, not that I doubt you at all, but I'm so impressed that you took that much initiative to approach a company and really say, hey, you need a dietitian in your, in your store. Yeah. And pretty much convinced them that they did and they offered you a job that same day yeah that's something to be really proud of yeah (laughs) it really was so so in the interview I mean since this was kind of a new frontier was there anything that you know what was the conversation about you know um I think Greg Hall the the store director that hired me he he had a vision um and I think a lot of those store directors do. They kind of see see the see the future. They see, um, he and you know he he let me know right away. He's like, there is no job description. Um, you know, you'll you'll have to just kind of, you know, create and do what you think you know you want to do. Um, and you know, he would support me, however in way he process. could. Yeah, and in in that process, so. Yeah, that was a little, you know, that was a little scary, not necessarily knowing, like, what you were going to do. You know, it wasn't like you had any, I didn't have anybody there to kind of show me or teach me Mm -hmm. um, or hold my hand. But uh, it was, it was a fun, fun process. It was something that you, so, you know, being a dietitian, we all find ourselves 
creating possibly positions for ourselves and making ourselves worth mm-hmm. having a position in different types of avenues. So that's yeah. awesome that you were given that opportunity. So talk Thanks. to me about being there and how did that, you spent how many years working for hy I was with hy for 12 years. 12 years. Mm-hmm. So during 12 years is a long time. So long, being that time. frontier navigator, what kind of things, I mean, when you didn't have that support and you had to do a lot of things on your own, what kind of things, was it difficult? Was it easy? I mean, how was it to be the person that was creating programs and yeah. um, different pieces? You know, it was, it was, there were, there were days that it was super challenging and then, but it was rewarding at the same time. I guess, you know, I've always been that type of person that really loves to um, create and, and do and, um, build new things and so that um really creates just a good w- workplace for me mm-hmm. um being able to to be innovative like that so um you know and one of the things with m- my store director Greg through the through a lot of those years was um he was you know he was always very pretty, pretty supportive of if a new idea or want to try this or, um, so, you know, I, I think that's having a good communication obviously with your direct person is, is really important, especially when you're wanting to, to use any dollars to create sure. anything. So, <laughs> which is a good point because you do yeah. need to use money in those situations. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, you know, being a brand new dietitian, starting creating a career for yourself and starting a brand new job that didn't have a job description, do you feel like your internship prepared you to develop a job description in this sense in this new career that you started? I would say no to that. No. Yeah, I mean, I really, um, I felt like I had the skills to, after that internship, to actually, um, you know, d- sit down and c- counsel somebody on a, a certain nutrition education topic and, you know, the nutrition care process and all of that. But that's one thing that I've always thought that, you know, I think as internship programs continue to evolve and change that they really need to, um equip the dietitians with more of those self-marketing skills um, because we are going out into different um, job job places and, and you're seeing dietitians go into all sorts of different uh, career paths. And so they really need to know how to market their services and create that job description and sell yourself, so to speak, mm-hmm. because, um, you know, sometimes you're in a position where uh, – this employer may not know what a dietitian is supposed to do. And and I can say that what was true for me in those first few years at Hy-Vee. They didn't, you know, I was managing a health market and doing ordering the first year and a half to two years. And that wasn't necessarily what I went to school for. And sure. I knew that that wasn't what I wanted to do. And so I, I changed that. You know, I basically showed my director and others that here we can be, impactful and use our skills that we went to school for and uh everyone's happy then exactly well and I like that you brought up you know that 
internships do you need to kind of focus more on? How does a dietitian market market herself or himself and um, not just strictly focus on all these jobs are always going to be always there and created for you? You Mm -hmm. know, there's so many more different avenues that dietitians are just branching out into, but we don't have that marketing skill and we don't, sometimes we don't value our worth. And so I like how you spoke to that. Oh, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I just had a conversation a couple weeks ago with um, a a veterinarian Mm -hmm. and um, he is very successful, has um, been doing this for 40 years and has a huge business um, that he really created. It started out as just him being a veterinarian and then um, he branched out into doing, you know, hog units and things like that. And he said, you know, even in vet school, they teach you how to be a vet, but they don't teach you how to, again, create or build your own business and market yourself. And so, I mean, it just, it, I think it, it kind of can be across a few other professions too. Sure. But yeah. Well, and just like you said too, you didn't want to be a traditional dietitian. You wanted the non-traditional route and quite a few of us want that in life as dietitians. Yeah. So I think it's good that, you know, there's people like you that want to show we can create the life as a, and the career that mm-hmm. we want to live, which is awesome. Yeah. Because you don't have to be in a hospital and you don't no. have to be in a school and you don't have to be in those traditional places to be a great dietitian. Absolutely. So, so when you think about being at hy and you were, again, a brand-new dietitian. When you thought, you know, dietitian is such a broad term, so what did you find as a dietitian with Hy-Vee was your passion when it came to, was it educating? Was mm-hmm. there a certain type of nutrition that interests you? It obviously was not ordering things for the health market and ordering products. So <laughs> <laughs> what did you find along your journey when you yeah. were with Hy-Vee? You know, when I first was getting started, I think I liked the variety because we, or I could back then do so many different things, you know, um, from, you know, screenings to education on different topics, weight loss and cholesterol and diabetes and, you know, sampling food and going out and doing nutrition talks. So there was just a lot of variety. Um, but, you know, as I was getting into it, probably my third, second or third year, I was, I was thinking, okay, I really thought I I really am passionate about diabetes. Um, kind of met a, a real close friend of mine that has type one, and um, our conversations always tended to be about her diabetes and how you know she is or is not managing it well. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> and on um, so you know, I just it really sparked an interest, and I'm like, okay, I think you know, that I really want to start, um, focusing in more on diabetes education and really looked at, um, getting a a diabetes program off the ground. And so that's what I worked with, um, our pharmacy manager and we were able to, to produce a a diabetes education program out of a grocery store. That's amazing. Which is crazy. I didn't think that that's possible. Um, but that's that, right. Isn't that the whole point of our career? It's like anything is possible. Mm -hmm. I think, um, but yeah, and then after we we got that going, I realized like, okay, I'm you know cl- I'm collecting all these hours with these patients. Why not get my diabetes educator certification? And so, you know, went and did that. And then I decided, well, we should 
probably get a national certified program, not just a state certified program. So went out and did that. So yeah, and I that's just kinda, not easy. No, that was it was it was a time time consuming the well the certification to become a CDE, but then as well as just creating that program. Mm -hmm. Did you have to create the education materials? Yeah. And oh mm -hmm. my gosh. Yeah, we did because we didn't necessarily start nationally, and we could have probably if we would have done that route, we probably could have used like ADA or mm -hmm. AADs materials but we had started out just as a state certification so we did create a lot of our own materials so over the course mm -hmm. of how many years do you think when you went from state program to national program I mean how long did it take for you to actually build that program in a grocery store mm -hmm. um 2005 was really when um so I started with Hy-Vee in 2003 December and then 2005 was kind of when we kicked off that state certified program. Um, and then I, I'd say probably 2010 was the national. Um, and 2011 would have been my CDE is when I got okay. that. So, and over the course, I mean, it just, the, the program really took off, you know. But again, how did it grow? It grew through me going out and meeting with clinics and promoting my services it didn't it didn't just happen just through didn't happen. they didn't walk through the front door I guess is what I'm <laughs> looking for you so you yeah. had to go out again and market yourself mm -hmm. you had to go put the the legwork into it and again yeah. prove to businesses and probably was it clinics mm -hmm. and hospitals yeah. and things like that that you were an available site for the right. program absolutely that's mm -hmm. a lot of man and you were by yourself I was by myself until um, 2009, we hired a second dietitian. Wow. So going from having no dietitians <laughs> to two dietitians two. and yeah. a national diabetes program. Mm -hmm. So that was primarily your main focus then, that you did diabetes and worked with a city full of, of different types of um, health, health care providers. Yes. So it wasn't mm -hmm. just people off the street. You got referrals from physicians. Right. And yep. Referrals came in from physicians. Um, although we, we did have, you know, customers that may have heard or read, a, you know, a flyer, heard an announcement over our PA announcer mm -hmm. or something like that and came in and asked questions and then were like, yeah, I would, I would like to go through your program. We would still then send off a referral getting that from the doctor to be able to for them to come through the, the program. But yeah, for the most part, it was a lot of referrals from clinics. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and so you left Hy-Vee when? I left Hy-Vee um, January of 2016. Okay, so not too long ago. Not too long ago. <laughs> and, that, and when you left, mm -hmm. your program was still going fabulously. And yeah. you're very proud. I'm sure you should be very proud of how that has all been set up and how it's still going. Yes. But what made you decide to leave something that you were very passionate about? You know, I was uh, definitely ready for for a change um, as far as looking to, I felt a little stuck, I guess, so to speak. I knew I wanted more um, and I, I just, you know, wasn't sure that it was going to ever happen. So I, you know, you can only wait so long, right? And then you're just like, 
I know I'm, I'm one that, well, if it's not going to happen, then I'm going to make, go it, make happen. it happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love about you. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I just, you know, I, I just realized that I needed to, I needed to make a change. Was um, it something that, you know, like your professional inside needed to be stimulated? Was yeah, it? yeah, it really was. It really was. Um, you know, and I, I, I feel like I'm in my prime. So, <laughs> You know, it's now or never. And um, so I I decided that, you know, I kind of had been looking and got a phone call saying, hey, you got a, there's a position open with uh, Tandem Diabetes Care. You should, you should consider that. Um, It's a clinical diabetes sales specialist for Iowa and Southern Minnesota. And um, so I checked that out and they hired me. <laughs> what what interested you about that position? I mean, you, know, mm. you love diabetes, yes. but that was a completely different aspect of diabetes. Absolutely. So what interested you in that? Um, I think the fact that it was still in diabetes, but I knew that it was going to polish off some of the, and actually I would still, I learned so much with a short amount of time that I was with them, but um as far as, you know, managing type one diabetes. So the diabetes education that I did a lot, the majority of it was type two. Mm-hmm. Um, although I did have a few type ones throughout my career at Hy-Vee, but I knew that this is an area that would challenge me, um, and, and, and really force me to learn about insulin pump therapy. Um, and so that to me, again, a challenge, I think mm-hmm. I like clearly listening to myself today. <laughs> I like challenges. You I think, do. Don't well, I? You, you like to learn more. The more you can learn, the, <laughs> right. the happier you are. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, uh, I, I did that. I, so when you got, mm-hmm. so thinking of taking on that new challenge was, is, was it difficult for you? It really was difficult. Um, you know, the, the training, so their, their headquarters is in, uh, San Diego, California, um, you, you're out there for a week, um, getting some onboarding and then you really are, your office is at home, but you're really traveling quite what I learned, traveling a, a lot. lot in your car. Um, and you have obviously accounts or provider offices that you're going into. And, you know, my primary responsibility was to, um, if a patient had selected our pump, the tandem pumps, the T-Slim um, pump, I would go in and, and train that patient, you know, uh, if, if they didn't have an educator that did it uh, on, on how, to, how to use the insulin pump and get them set up and going live. So that was my primary role with, uh, with tandem. But I also, when I wasn't doing that, my, you know, I was responsible to help um, basically be a support person for our sales rep too. I had a partner that I kind of worked with for, in my territory, so I was helping with sale, the sales side of it. Um, so, it, yeah, going back to your question, I mean, it, it was really difficult with um, the onboarding and the training, and I, I think I was, I felt like I was away from my family, gosh, uh, probably three three weeks to four weeks um, oh. in a row just with all of that. And it just got, it got to be a lot. Even I kept telling myself, oh, it's going to get better, it's going to get better. Um, with the traveling and I 
I loved the job itself. I mm-hmm. like, I really loved that area, but I knew that it wasn't going to be long-term either because, you know, it was really um, disrupting the family life balance, all of that, which is so important to me. Sure. That's the other part of you that your family is very, very important to you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, so so that was difficult. So what, so what did you change to make that life work balance better for you? While I was, Working, working for Tandem. For mm-hmm. um, you know, it was quite interesting. My husband um, really became Mr. Mom, um, <laughs> which it was crazy because he, when I was at Hy-Vee, he was working for, um, a, in the beverage alcohol industry and had um, a position where he was traveling all the time. Pretty much like I was with Tandem. So our roles literally flipped. Reversed. Reversed. And I think for the first time it made us appreciate, like, our marriage. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Because, you know, he was... I'm trying not to tear up over this, but... um, He was able to see, like, my struggles, and I was able to see, like, what he would come home to, and, like, I would be wanting him to, you know, clean the toilet. Let's get going. Why are you tired? You know what I mean? And like, I totally get it now because like when I traveled, it was like, I was home, get home and I'd be exhausted, you know? And so it was really cool for us to kind of have those roles reversed. Um, and it just really made us appreciate what each other has done over our marriage. So, um, he really, helped well, through that good. process and and really picked up where I mean he was doing grocery shopping and doing <laughs> laundry and dishes and getting the kids to school and picking them up and all of those sorts of things so and he was so supportive over you know that journey because he knew that I wanted to grow more professionally and he was the one that was like you need to he's like just go go interview with tandem just go do it because you know You'll never know. You'll never know. And he's like, and if you don't, if you interview and it's not what you want, guess what? You get to turn it down. You don't have to leave. And I was like, you know what? You're so right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm gl- I'm really glad, glad for that. So you, how long were you at Tandem then? I was at Tandem for six months. Six months. <laughs> <laughs> so so. <laughs> isn't that crazy? <laughs> but it, but it, it speaks to that, yes, you had a passion to learn. And yes, you wanted to keep furthering your career. But maybe this wasn't the right fit for you. And again, your career, your life, work balance, all that stuff has to mesh well for you, obviously. So what, so what was the next step for you when it came to... Right. Well, and, and like, you know, with Tandem, I, I, uh, I wasn't really looking to leave for, um, leave the position. I knew that it wasn't going to be something that I wanted long-term, but I Mm -hmm. thought, you know, a year or two, I'll keep my eyes open, right? For something different. And then, um, I had the Iowa clinic reach out to me. I had, um, a relationship with, um, an, a few individuals, well, quite a few individuals, really, that I had worked with when I was at Hy-Vee, um, they had reached out to me with an, a position that was opening, and they they thought that, you know, 
wanted to see if I was interested, I guess. So I, I put in for it. What's in the, is that what you're currently doing? Yes. Yeah, so yes. this is what I'm currently doing. I am um, an executive health program manager okay. or director, whatever. Both. <laughs> call, call it whatever you want. Is this <laughs> but it's an, for executive health. Yep. Okay. Is this a new position or is this something that they've always had? It's a brand new position. <laughs> Sounds familiar Doesn't to it? your I know. whole career, it, is, Jody. Yeah, I know. It's so interesting <laughs> to actually get interviewed and then you kind of... These reflections, you really makes you think. You're like, oh yeah, aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a common theme. For yeah, you. there really is. Um, yeah, no, it's a brand new position, and um, the program was piloted for about a year, and so um, they just kind of started it in February of this year, actually going live with it. Um, and they had had somebody in the position prior, but um, they really expanded the role of of what. I am doing. So um, I'm not only seeing um, kind of over the program, but I'm responsible for the financials and the budgeting and and then also um, some other task forces that I'm on. Um, within the clinic. Within the clinic. With. Yep. Um, which one of them is a diabetes task force. And then, you know, some other health and wellness initiatives that um, Iowa Clinic is is interested in. So you're still kind of going back to your roots of diabetes. So you're helping with that. But again, you're creating a new role for a registered dietitian that actually was rooted back to your days as a high dietitian. Right. That's so interesting though, like how it's kind of come full Full circle circle. for you. Mm -hmm. So maybe you're not directly working as a dietitian, but it came from the connections you made as a registered dietitian, which is very interesting. Right. And how, how do you, I mean, like, how do you feel about your career path and your, are your passions still lining up and are you feeling like life work balance is better? And Oh, yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I love it here. Um, I haven't had an employer that has been so excited to have somebody like, like you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so refreshing to have them just tell you how thankful they are you're here and how excited they are to have you here and um I've repeatedly you know it's not just been one person it's been several people that have you know sent me an email or whatever so glad you're here um so yeah and um I I still have that variety which I liked when I was at Hy-Vee and and even with Tandem um and then work-life balance is so much better (laughs) And that, that was good. so important. So, you know, um, I think now, you know, being that my husband and I both have had experienced those roles, now we're able to kind of meet in the middle because both of our, our jobs are now not hardly tra- traveling. And so um, it makes us kind of just share those responsibilities. That's, and that's yeah. very, it, it's kind of like it all was meant to happen for mm-hmm. you, maybe. Right. And I think it's good just thinking about, as dietitians, we don't have to settle. And I think that's kind of, I don't know, do you feel like that's kind of your message for, oh, say, other dietitians listening today, that we don't have to settle for a job just because we don't think there's anything else out there? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, one of the things that I said when I left High V, I mean... You know, I'm definitely not one of those people that's a job jumper. Obviously, I, you know, you're there for just, 12 years. Yeah, so. <laughs> I was there for 12 years. I mean, that was 
that was what I thought was going to be forever. But, um, you know, I think to all those dietitians out there, if you're, if you're feeling a void of, you know, maybe not your professional career isn't complete yet to not, um, not waste any time, you know, there, there's, uh, there's always opportunities out there and there's always life after whatever current job you're in. You know, for me, it was like, after I left hy I was like, oh, there is, there is still other opportunities. And that's what's exciting is that you don't have to feel stuck. And you don't have to feel like you have to stay somewhere for six months, 12 years. Right. You know, it doesn't exactly. matter. It has to be what works for you. Definitely. Which, that's a great point. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been a dietitian for a total of how many years now? Um, gosh, would it be 13? 13. Yeah. So you're, you are at the, you are in the prime of I'm your in career, the prime. <laughs> <laughs> which is exciting that you're excited about where you're at because you're doing so many different things again, mm-hmm. that probably you feel like you did not get educated very well in an internship when it comes to managing a budget and oh, right. all those, is that scary? Is that intimidating to you or has it been easy to kind of navigate that on your own? Yeah. Um, you know, it was, it was a little bit intimidating, but, um, I, you know, I have a, a good mentor here and, um, I, I feel like, gosh, if I would have had to have taken on a position, there's no way I would have been able to take on a position right out of college, you know, cause I wouldn't have felt prepared at all. But now, you know, I, I feel very confident, um, with having those skill sets cause they've developed themselves over the years, having to manage, you know, your, your expenses and revenue mm-hmm. and, and all of those, those sorts of things. So I, I do feel like I have those skills now, but yeah. I and see. you have a good support system. I mean, everyone here oh, definitely. is supporting you and wants you here and wants to make this successful. So you're right. all on the same team. Everybody's on board, <laughs> which is <good. laughs> so important. And you still have horses. I do still you have do. horses. So that's, yes. you said that's not a career, but it's another passion it's, of yours. It's another passion. It's a, it's definitely a passion and a hobby. And yeah, so I still have them. Do you mm-hmm. dabble in horse nutrition with your horses? I do a do little you? bit. Yeah. yeah. My, my <laughs> oldest one is 27 and, um, feel like he's been part of my life forever. He, I almost yeah. talk to my, you know, kids and everything <laughs> like he's another kid, but, um, <laughs> Yeah, he gets senior feed and some special feed to help keep his weight on. Oh, that's so, <laughs> so you do. Yeah, so you, I do. So you're marrying your your passions with your horses yeah. too, which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have some fun questions for you. Okay. That are easy. Uh, okay. And you can just answer them as as you like. What's your favorite food? My favorite food. Gosh, that's a tough one. Um. I'm going to say probably pizza. I think that's the American favorite, and I'm definitely, I like I like pizza. But That's your favorite? Yeah. Is that your family's favorite, too? Um, no. <laughs> I would, I, you know, honestly, I think my, my kids and my husband, they like pasta. Pasta. Yeah. Well, but, they can have pasta. You have pizza. Mm, yeah. <laughs> What's your least favorite food? Hmm. Gosh. I'd say sauerkraut. Sauerkraut. Mm. Yep. What's your favorite drink? 
Um, alcohol or regular? It can be anything you like. You can name one of each if you okay. like. Um, we get this question often. I really enjoy a good gin and tonic. Uh, that just grew up with my parents, and that's what they always had. So I feel like that's kind of ingrained in me. Um, I would say water. I really like water. Gin and tonic and water. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> What's your least favorite drink? Hmm. I definitely don't like any of the sports beverages, like even the G2s or the and not, ones. Yeah, and, and it's not even necessarily a health reason. I just don't think they taste good. So I don't <laughs> know. It might, might be my taste buds, but. What's your favorite smell? Hmm. I really like vanilla. I was just cleaning the house last night and I had the, one of those scentsy pot mm. things and I put in the vanilla bean and I'm like gosh that smells good smells delicious mm-hmm. I do like vanilla too that's yeah. one of my favorites what's your least favorite smell <laughs> <laughs> um I would say like oh cooked bacon like the smell of cooked bacon when you walk in a kitchen because it stays in your house yeah for- 10 days or even or even <laughs> seafood too i the cook the smell of it mm. can stay in your house so those would probably be my two okay and if you can name a guilty pleasure of yours it can be food it could be activity it could be anything that you enjoy hmm. gosh you got good questions <laughs> i would say i mean i really like chocolate is there a certain kind of chocolate or just Oh, it has to be a good chocolate. A good chocolate. It can't just be like a Hershey's bar. It has to be like Godiva or Giardelli. It has to be like a high end. Do you have a secret stash? I do. Do you- <laughs> at work and at home or just Just at home. home. <laughs> I like if, that. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Well, it has been awesome talking to you today. Oh, thank you. And I love seeing you, and I miss working with you. Yeah, but I miss working with you, too. Yeah, but yes, it's been good, so thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Jody is such an inspiration for all of us looking to create our perfect job that matches our purpose. I hope you feel empowered after listening to a fellow registered dietitian who got out there and hasn't been afraid to make things happen and try new things. Please go to annelizabethrd.com where my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What? is available for purchase. And you can find all the show notes and links to the things we talked about during this conversation. You can connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at annelizabethrd. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day, and to start a conversation that truly matters.